0: You're listening to Going to the Chapel, a 21 Jump Street podcast. Grab your Aquanet, throw on your best acid wash jacket, and join us as we gab about this classic television program. Hi, Anarch Blossoms. I'm Amanda McLaughlin.
1: I'm Christopher McLaughlin.
0: And this is Going Going to the the Chapel.
1: Chapel. This podcast is a deep dive into the Fox television show 21 Jump Street that ran from 1987 to 1991. And, just like in our marriage... I know nothing,
0: and I know everything.
1: all right, we're back, and it is now we're up to season one, episode six, the worst night of your life, and you will find out what night that is very soon. We don't have any prep like I don't other have things. anything to
0: say, I don't think.
1: okay, let's jump right in. um so we start I mean, out...
0: maybe we should start having a thing warning there's probably gonna be adult content. So, you
1: know, adult content warning. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't think that kids should be watching. I mean, I feel like 21 Jump Street is one of those shows that is not really kid appropriate anyway, right, even that's though what they I'm tried saying. to sanitize it. Yep. I mean, I'd say Teens, PG-13. Sure. Yeah. We're a PG-13 podcast, we're a PG-13 show. We try to keep try to keep it clean for the for the kiddies. <laughs> so, we open with uh, organ music. And a, a facade of a school with a cross on top. I will let you guess as to what kind of school this is. But you don't have to guess for very long. Because the next shot is a nun walking down a hallway. And not just any nun. The nunniest nun that ever did nun. <laughs> like it's just like the platonic ideal of a nun. Um, she
0: looks cranky. She's walking down the hall.
1: You just imagine she has a ruler somewhere. In, up in, uh, amidst all of her habit that she would uh, whack people with. The minute they came out of line. Absolutely. And so she passes sort of by the camera, and the camera follows her for a second, but then it it lingers on a statue of Jesus.
0: Absolutely, for lingers way too
1: long. I wrote,
0: "There's a close up of Jesus here."
1: It's uncomfortable. It's like
0: the arm open Jesus. I, he's I don't think it's a crucifix. It's literally no, no, just It's an arm open Jesus on like a side table beside a door.
1: So, so I grew up Episcopalian, and we had a a, a statue of Jesus out in front of the church. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those it had the, arms, the open, arms open and we would always give it high fives on the way into church because <laughs> he was like you know you look like he was wanting to play patty cake um wasn't really <laughs> sacrilegious it was more just like you know let What's the little up, children jesus? come to me jesus and you give know. me
0: high fives
1: kind of like in dogma the you know buddy jesus um anyway the the jesus statue is not important to the, to the episode but even though um, you
0: think it must be but anyway Guess what? It's a Catholic school, in case you didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, so so that that's where we are. <laughs> and if you needed further proof, two girls in uniform come bursting through a door behind this statue.
0: They're not bursting.
1: Well, they come they running are,
0: out. No, they're not. They're sneaking. Well, they're going to do something They're kind salacious. of like, they're running
1: anyway. Okay. They weren't
0: running. They snuck out the door. And then they kind of were going fast up the hallway. But they were definitely sneaking out the door because they wanted to make sure... The nunniest nun that ever did nun... Doesn't catch ...wasn't that. flying in. <laughs> flying in, flying nun. Okay, sorry.
1: So, obviously, they're up to no good because <laughs> they're sneaking around. Um, there's this one sort of blonde girl and one kind of... Girl's a little bit on the bigger side with curly hair and glasses, who I think is adorable, but... Which is um,
0: Jane is the blonde girl. Margie is the one with the glasses. Right,
1: which we they call each other by their name, so we find that out. So, basically, Jane is obviously the instigator and Margie's sort of being dragged along by... by you know buy jane into something she doesn't want to do um and she's like come on it'll be fun and it's like i don't know we're not supposed to do it and she's like eh well that's why we're doing it um and and my favorite line though this is maybe my favorite line in the in the series so far
0: wow that's big praise
1: she's she says it's it's okay god has a great sense of humor to which margie says tell that to job um but that is pretty humor. classic and then we see that they have a VHS. Tape. If you
0: don't know if you're not, you know, oh, yes. really well versed right. in the Bible, you don't know much about Job. Job had a shitty life, basically. Yeah, so Job Who <laughs> lots of bad things befell Job.
1: Yeah, basically God allows the devil to bedevil uh, Job and he loses everything and basically, like his wife, his kids, his house, everything and, and just yeah. And God just basically keeps causing all kinds of problems for him. So that's that's why that's funny. Um If you don't find it as funny as I did, probably because you didn't grow up with, you know, a a priest for a father (laughs) and a theologian for a mother. Right.
0: Well, and also, this is the first time that we hear about prom because basically Margie is like, uh, whatever they're about to do, we don't know yet. But Margie's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen if we get caught and Jane's like, probably the worst thing is that we're not gonna go to prom and then we get something about how Margie doesn't have a date anyway, so she has nothing to lose, basically, and Margie's kinda like, Okay
1: And let me again throw in the the difference with the eighties. Like, I feel like Margie's a normal sized girl and they, we spend a lot of this episode basically implying or even basically outright saying that Margie is fat and Margie
0: herself says and, I'm fat.
1: Right, and unattractive which I find I mean Well
0: and they I mean because it's a television show, they really do their best to like quote unquote ugly her up. Well, they frump her up a bit. Yeah, they make her a little frumpy. She's got the giant, you know, eighties glasses, and she, but part of it is that she has zero confidence and so she kind of is you know slumps around is no you know frowns her hair is a little frizzy like i i too actually am like she's normal looking she's cute you know as a bigger girl i'm like i think she looks fine but she is you know and that happens in high school she's one of those girls who just has no confidence in herself so then she doesn't i think try to present it becomes a self
1: It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the Mean Girls, of course, will have to have somebody to take it all out on. So I yep. think that's part of it, too. Anyway, the, the important uh, piece of information from this scene, I think, is that we see they have a VHS tape in their hands. We don't know what is on said VHS tape, but we do see that. So, Kids, cut.
0: this is how we used to watch movies. I
1: know. It's, it's Instead of DVDs, or actually now we don't even use DVDs anymore. It's all streaming. But anyway, um, we cut to... A sex ed class. We um, <laughs> At
0: the Catholic school.
1: At the Catholic school, being led by nuns. Uh, I'm sure it's lovely. And they're all, of course, kind of giggling. And she's like, well, we're learning about the, what is it? The joys of marriage. The joy of marriages. marriage.
0: I think that's the name of... So they're setting... The nun is setting up that they're going to be watching this tape given to them, I guess... Where is it that she says that it comes from? It comes from the diocese. I guess it comes from the diocese about... And she literally, I think it's called, like, the joy of marriage. And one of the students
1: says, that's not what my parents call it or something (laughs) like that. Um, She also
0: says, you know, make sure to come to me if you have questions from my experience. And I'm like, what experience (laughs) does a nun have regarding sex? I mean,
1: some nuns maybe have a previous life, but this nun, you could tell, does not. Um, By the way, we also pan over and see that Judy... Is in this class. Yes. Um, with her beautiful, beautiful eyeballs. Just looking looking like a snack as always.
0: Is that. You say that because it's her, not because she's in a schoolgirl uniform. Just. Yeah, I don't. Let's throw th- this this schoolgirl out
1: outfit is not. Well, it's a Catholic. It's not sexualized at all. Like, that's not no, what they're well, going that's for they're with, going with for. this. Yeah. No, she just looks this like a snack anyway. That's just about she looks. Oh, I agree. Um, she
0: still looks like a snack.
1: She, she's aged very well. That's not important to this episode, but I just like to point that out. Yes. Um, Hi five Rodney Pete.
0: I'm gonna go off on a big tangent. So it is we're recording this in November and recently on Instagram because I follow her on Instagram, of course. Stalk. Holly Robinson Pete. That's what Instagram is for. You're not stalking someone if like you're follow if they put it out there.
1: Sorry, carry on.
0: Was uh making her own uh, version of Popeye's chicken sandwiches at home because her sons wanted Popeye's chicken. And apparently there had been, like, a stabbing or something out of Popeye's. I don't know the whole story. But she's like, oh, over the she's, sandwich, like yeah. she's like, you're not going to Popeye's. So they found this thing about how to make it themselves so she was making Popeye's chicken well, sandwiches. Well, I've heard about
1: Popeye's chicken sandwiches, so which are quite the rage right now, is that they're basically like, like African-American soul food. Anyway... Um,
0: I've never eaten
1: it, are Way off topic. Sorry. So we're going to
0: go back Holly on Holly t- Robinson Pete. She's we, a snack? We, we left who, a makes, cliffhanger. who makes snacks?
1: Nice. So we left you with a cliffhanger about sex ed. So, um, <laughs> so they pop in the tape, and nobody go to the wants side that. And everybody, suddenly the girls all start going, woo, and reacting big. And it cuts to what's showing on there, and it is not what the diocese had in no, mind. No, it is not.
0: It and is... the nuns stand over to the side. <laughs> They're not watching it anyway, which I think is interesting because they are—they've probably seen the "Diocese of Six Ed video a million times, yeah—and they don't notice it for far too long.
1: And and the the, the title comes across insatiable, and it's <laughs> quite obvious that we are now watching pornography. Um, obviously, given this network TV, they don't show anything other than like some legs, and it's obvious what's going on. Though. And it's
0: not the video they had meant because I can tell you we okay, what was the diocese video. I'm sure it was all just, here, birth control is bad, you must be married before you have any sexual relations, and then all about natural family planning, cervical mucus, your favorite topic.
1: So uh, let me quickly, since we've already gotten off topic twice now, We went um, to uh, what's called an engaged encounter, which was quite lovely, and I suggested for something similar to it for, to everybody, which is sort of a like a weekend away with your soon-to-be-married spouse, or fiancé, I guess, that would be a much better term for that, to talk <laughs> about, you know, your upcoming marriage, because you spend a lot of time talking about your wedding, but not your marriage. But we went to one that was led by a Catholic organization, which was fine and it was, great. It was cute. And all the, the couples were, that were great, but there was one whole thing about... Natural family planning. And it was
0: very long because the concept of engaged encounter is they give, like, talks about different things that have to do with marriage. And they replaced one of the talks with this. They showed us, like, a video and this whole presentation. Like, this was a presentation. Oh, yeah. About natural family planning. And I think the talk planning. that
1: they replaced was like the talk on forgiveness. Like
0: which is not
1: important in a marriage at all, but anyway. But
0: natural family planning.
1: Yeah, and so cervical mucus is one of the ways you can determine whether you are ovulating or not, <laughs> in case you're curious. And I
0: was like, I never want to hear about cervical mucus again. So I bring up try cervical to mucus. Bring it up as much as possible. All the time. Um, um, also, it was very strange because the like old gentleman priest talking about how your spouse what is it he said oh, yeah, you give your spouse your fertility yes your spouse your fertility is for your i don't know and i'm like coming from someone who knows nothing about being married right having sex gave
1: up his fertility entirely which is a, a valid choice but also don't tell me about sex if that's if anyway if sorry you i don't i don't mean I
0: we we are certainly not trying to bash the catholic church or anything it's just
1: funny it just for for us it was a little odd i mean if that's your choice and that's how you want to live your life great but i don't i don't want it to, to be forced upon anyway, you. anyway that's
0: probably what that video was about
1: in any case i what i find funny so back to the episode is all the students are like cheering and going woo like none of them look embarrassed like if i was suddenly showing porn, porn, in porn a classroom. with a bunch of like people who i maybe get along with maybe don't like that would be awkward as heck wouldn't it i mean I it don't know. I think be like, I'd be
0: on the woo team. I'd be like, "This is hilarious." I, mean, I think I would
1: find it funny, but I would also be kind of like, "I can't believe you know I'm 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 watching some some hardcore pornography in school, much less Catholic school."
0: I don't know because I in college studied Spanish and we had a whole. I did drama, a theater class, and it was also a film class, and I saw lots of film that was had lots of lots of sexual content. Yeah. It was it's kind still, of it was a little awkward, awkward to watch with like to watch really I heavy feel, sexual things happening like in a classroom with your classmates around. You. I it even, is a little but, awkward.
1: Maybe it's just cuz I'm I'm maybe I'm a prude or something, but I even feel awkward watching sex scenes like in a movie theater like with a bunch of other people, like especially if it's a really yeah. hot and heavy one. Like I'm like Ugh.
0: Yeah, movie theater is a weird place to like anyway. anyway.
1: Quick cut to a locker exploding. Like a
0: straight up bomb. Like there's
1: a bomb in a locker and this is long before the current epidemic of school violence. So I'm sure that would have been a shocking oh thing gosh, to see. Oh my gosh,
0: that would have been
1: horrifying. Um, and the fire alarm, of course, goes off. And apparently they never have fire drills at this school because the girls absolutely they lose lo- their minds. They're like
0: pushing each other, Screaming. running straight from the door. Like, like
1: it's trampling each other. It's insanity.
0: Maybe that's something that we should have researched, but I'm wondering when, like, the idea of a fire drill, like, the monthly all. fire drill as a normal practice case. I would think, surely, I'm a relatively old in man. We 1987, had them. they yeah. would have them, but I don't know.
1: I mean, it's a thing. So, that's... And so, we cut to... A stock footage of what clearly looked like... Clearly stock footage. Maybe 1950s Olds, era fire trucks. fire trucks. Maybe 60s. And, and
0: the cars in the background. Like, it was clearly stock footage. It's the worst stock footage weird. ever. Do um, you think... My thought, because the... Later, there are more fire trucks later. We'll just say that. It looked like they had actually filmed fire trucks, but they're, they were, like, white or something. I don't know this for sure because I've never been to Canada, but because they film... In Vancouver. Vancouver yeah. Perhaps they thought that the fire trucks did not look like Americanized enough.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know, but these were obviously old ones. Yeah, that yeah, was super weird.
1: So that's just a random it observation. Was strange. We now get our first shot in Jump Street and uh Penhall is busy lifting Hansen like a small child. You never see how big Peter Delois is. Like it's Yeah,
0: he's he's he's, he's like, a big
1: man compared to Johnny Depp's not big, but like he he like throws him like a round. He rag literally doll puts his hands
0: on either side of like his hips and like picks him up and sits him on a table.
1: And he was like and you had you point out what he was wearing was just
0: Oh what Tom was wearing? Yeah. So he had this like pink like shirt, I think it was maybe a polo and this yellow like sport jacket thing. It was yellow and he had the sleeves rolled up. It it's, was very like Don Preppy, Johnson? fancy. Yeah, yeah. kind of Don Johnson ish. And
1: layers. Oh, layers were big back then. Anyway, I, it was a fun outfit. They're just, you know, Gavin and and well, Penhall is talking Hall about his. Well, he
0: wants him to go out with him.
1: Yeah, he's, he wants to go out and find Not
0: like go out with him, but well, no, go out chicks. together.
1: Um, And he's talking about how he made, you know, HT's reputation, gunslinger. The, HT's a gunslinger or whatever. And Hansen says, well, no, I can't do that because I've got my bowling league that night. And this causes Penhall <laughs> to absolutely just. <laughs> bowling oh the humanity of it like
0: why would you go bowling, bowling. he's like yeah bowling i'm in a league Which, and he's like
1: can i just say bowling is Hansen. fun like who doesn't like bowling well i
0: think the idea was because he later says it's my bowling night he's like it's friday night like yeah i guess for for <laughs> for doug that's like you go out on the town and you f- pick up ladies it's friday yeah. night why would you pick bowling over that like because he's like you know, he, he he drives the motorcycle. He's the, like, cool guy. Yeah. And Hanson is Hanson. Right. But he also says something like, you'll need a tranquilizer gun, and he calls it, like, a skunk hunt. I'm oh, like, he calls it a
1: skunk hunt, D- yeah.
0: Doug, what do you plan on doing with these women? I know, it's, it's very... I'm a little concerned. It's kind of... I mean, he wouldn't need a tranquilizer misogynist. gun for me.
1: <laughs>
0: so, anyway.
1: My, my favorite line, though, in there is... Uh, Hansen's trying to convince him that bowling's great, and he says, "You know, want to know what my handicap is?" And Penhall says, "Yeah, yeah bowling." bowling.
0: <laughs> my favorite is he goes, "Hansen, I knew a kid whose father was a bowler. He ran away from home. He was three. His mother helped him."
1: <laughs> it's a it's a great scene. Um, <laughs> Wendy
0: and I used to quit that all the time.
1: Yeah, um, and so he's trying to to sort of bring uh, Aoki into this whole thing, and and basically HD's like. Uh, hey, dude! Look, the last girl I got had uh, the Surgeon General's warning tattooed on her chest, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious, I guess.
0: I, I don't. That's something.
1: I, I don't know if that means she was dangerous or she smoked a lot. I don't know. I, anyway,
0: I don't know. But so it
1: funny. this this whole so we're clearly we're setting up the B plot here. Uh, so Judy arrives and they ask how she's doing, and she says "medium well," which I think is a great line, obviously because there was a fire. And H.T. starts getting friends. They're, they're, obviously. I think we're trying to set up this H.T. Judy kind of... At least that H.T. is interested in her. Oh, really? I think so, because they have him... Well, the dance later we'll talk about, but... Well, I think
0: he was just being nice at the dance, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: He certainly seems at least flirty, if nothing else. Okay. Like, I don't know, maybe it's because they were just talking about girls, but... Um, so, Jenko also shows up and mentions that two of the girls were hospitalized... Uh, and by the way, Jenko is wearing this, like, woolen, like, hoodie, I suppose.
0: It was like a sweater. It almost looked like a, it almost looked like a robe, but it was a sweater because it, like, tied. It was, it was something. It was very, it was very 80s. It was kind of like a, is, was it Startskin Hutch? That oh, had a yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't think about that, but that's exactly what it, it looked was, like. It
0: wasn't the same colors because his was, like, white and
1: Part of me wondering, we just talked about Vancouver, time. like, he's often wearing, like, layers and, like, wool, and I wondered if he was just cold. Well, and
0: we've talked about watching it before a couple of times, um, where, like, you can see their breath on the... Like, they're clearly, like, freezing in some of the scenes yeah. outside.
1: Um, well, we'll get to that in a bit, too. Yeah. Judy is, is like, flabbergasted by this whole, like, what's going well, on. Well, and
0: with... the reason Judy's there is that they've had other fires before this. Yes,
1: and, and she's like, well, what's the Catholic girl's idea of a good time? Bingo. But it wasn't bingo. Like, this an overdub. Oh, and We okay. could not well, figure out. There's
0: a whole section right here where we have these strange overdubs. She's like, yeah. well, and also she's like, these are Catholic girls. They're good girls. And I'm like, mm, have you not heard, like, stereotypes yeah. about, oh, but.
1: So, I'm, I'm not sure what they were trying to say there. Well, and then Penhall says, well, yeah, that and bowling. <laughs> Um, yeah, because
0: so. we we rewound it and tried to read her lips. And I could not and read her lips. it just says, you know, their idea of a good time is something, but they overdubbed it with bingo. So I don't know Whatever what it Whatever it, was, what, what was. What it something is, what Catholic, Catholic girls. I don't know.
1: Oh yeah, so Janko does say there was, there was a third fire in three weeks. We just talked about that. So HG suggests um checking their priors, to which Penhall, this is the worst overdub, says, yeah, last Mardi Gras, they might have given up chocolate for good. But when you look at his
0: lips, he was saying maybe last Ash Wednesday they gave up chocolate for Lent, which makes sense. Saying Mardi Gras and good and for giving it up for good doesn't really make sense. And we were wondering if it was like too Catholic for the audience or what that was about the Catholic stuff that they felt the need to dub.
1: Like, I don't know if they thought it would be offensive or if they thought people just wouldn't get it. I mean, I know some people just have no clue about Catholicism.
0: Yes. But I feel like even people who come from a more Protestant background, like, I grew up Baptist, but I kind of understood what Lent was. Like, I'm sure people have heard about, I don't know about Ash Wednesday. I mean, I guess. I don't know. It was such a strange overdub because you could tell. And, of course, Peter DeLuise comes from, like, an Italian Catholic family. So, and I think Doug on the show is basically, well, yeah, he is Catholic because his dad was a priest. That's something we'll get to later. Yeah. But why they would overdub, that makes no sense to me, and I thought it was super strange.
1: It was very odd. It's not,
0: like, bad words.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing to pick to overdub. So, anyway. And then Judy
0: uh, later says, for cripes sake, which that was clearly overdubbed. And that one at least makes sense in the cons. So, I don't know. I'm wondering if, because it was the 80s, they thought that the general audience wouldn't understand a more, like, Catholic-y language. Or if they thought, already having these issues happening at a Catholic school, they didn't want to offend... Like anyone I don't how that might would be, be offensive, Catholic. I, I'm not sure. It makes no sense.
1: Alright, moving on. Um, as I mentioned, HT wants to check the priors and Hanson, because he's an actual cop as opposed to what, I guess, I don't know what these other guys do all day, actually ran, <laughs> did run run the background checks on these people. Which it's um, weird to
0: me that they're just like, oh, you know what we should do is run priors on yeah. these kids. <laughs> actual that police work. is the first thing that you would do?
1: <laughs> I would think so. So he mentions and by the way, this is not important, but there's like this crazy synth music going on in the background, which was distracting the heck out of me while I was trying to write my notes. But So there was Susan Burke, who shoplifted eight times, Dorothy Patterson, who had a, a DUI and something else that I can't read in my notes, and then uh, Patty Kinney, who seems to be the one that he's most suspicious of, who's the head of the prom committee and has a history of arson. So these are, these are the names. Because she, which we give her parents...
0: Her parents' garage or something like that. Yeah, he is liked, what yeah, lit
1: he her parents' garage on fire. So, so anyway, we have some names and some possibilities and some you know, obvious so, red herrings. So
0: because Kenny, who has the arson in her background, is head of prom committee, they decide, well, Jude, looks like you're on the prom committee prom, prom committee, committee yes.
1: Get to go to the prom committee. So we cut to... <laughs> bowling! <laughs> Again, this looks like fun to me, but I'm an old man, so I well, don't know.
0: and Tom... Like we sh- we see Tom. He, he- he's going another slammerito He says it twice. Another slammerito for the Kingpins, which I guess he's is got his team? bowling shirt on, oh, his yeah. team is like the Kingpins.
1: <laughs> and so Penhall is desperately trying to land a girl at the bowling alley um, by saying that he had given up bowling for race car driving.
0: And he's not actually bowling. He's like sitting bored at a table. And oh, there's yeah. this girl and she's like, oh, are you a bowler? And she's clearly into bowling. And he's, and yeah, and
1: he's like, oh, wait, well, never mind. I, I, I don't like race cars anyway. You know, he's, he's like trying to backtrack. He's having no luck. So the girl wanders off. And so Hanson and and Penhall end up (laughs) with. Hanson's like, "Aren't
0: you having fun?"
1: Yeah, and he's like,
0: "No, "No, I'm not."
1: And and so Hanson's like, "You should really give this a try." And so Penhall is finally fed up with it and leaps over into the where the lanes are, gets two balls and starts bowling them down. Like one two lane at a time. down a lane like, and then Purr. two balls down another lane. He's I, like, call,
0: I wrote down caveman bowling. He's That's
1: hulking true. out is basically what he's doing and he's like I'm revolutionizing the game <laughs> and he's like just totally uh,
0: I so want to do that. I don't think you'd actually get kicked out for rolling two balls at the same time. They probably don't pay any attention to what you're doing really. Although
1: he was doing like multiple lanes though. I think he was oh, kind yeah, of Oh yeah, he disrupting. was just going nuts I mean, but
0: you know. I really want to do that. Cause so yes, like,
1: of course they get kicked out by the, you know you guys out of here and they're like who us? Uh, and so yeah, they they end up going into the parking lot, which you were talking about them looking cold. It looked freezing in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. They were their you know, uh, breath was showing. And it, so, um, <laughs> uh, Hanson of course is ticked because, Oh, he's upset because Penn Hall ruined his evolving night. And he's like, uh, I hate you.
0: Well, he said, uh, well, Doug's like, what do you want me to do? Kill myself? And he's like, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And um, then they
0: like walk up to some ladies getting in their car and, and they try to like oh, yeah. go out. Penhall tries to get them to go out with them. And they're like, well, what do we get if we do? And Penhall says, "Breakfast,"
1: which is a great line, I have to say.
0: I'm like, I, "Amanda, this is Amanda's response." Okay, okay, <laughs> breakfast with the rest of my life. But also, I'm like, "Oh, honey, no, don't say that." Yeah, that was. Gross. And they are like out. I mean, it's a good line, but and it's gross. this is when Tom goes, "I hate you."
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, so ruined <laughs> Tom's bowling night and didn't get any girls. So
0: breakfast. That's just. Oh God, Penhall. Okay.
1: Uh, so uh, what, we
0: also have to remember that they're like twenty-one. They're supposed to be yeah. like twenty-twenty-one.
1: So they're, you know, it's it's just silliness. So we, we cut now to the prom committee. Oh, and the first thing you hear is a bell tolling every time we cut back to the Catholic school. They have to have remind us
0: or organ music or like a bell. It's like, oh look, it is the Catholic. It's school the Catholics. Again.
1: The Catholics are still being Catholic, um, and
0: we don't understand it. We don't know what lint is. <laughs> um. So
1: there's the there's. We, we meet Patty um, and, and Judy. She's talking to Judy, and they're trying to come up with a, a prom theme. And so Judy basically is, is talking about, like, well, I don't know. I mean, prom themes are kind of stupid. Like, you ends up being the worst night of your life. Title drop. Um, and credits. Um, oh, what's her name? The Jane. Jane. Thank you. Uh it's like, oh, that would be great. That'd be a great theme. And, of course, Patty's upset about that. Like, Oh, no, no that Jane. is the
0: best prom theme ever. The worst night of your life.
1: Because it like, is. Like,
0: it's the perfect prom theme. But Patty is not amused.
1: Pa- Patty it. is wanting to have, a, like, a legit theme. So, anyway, as this conversation is happening, we cut to, with some great, like, organ, really organ music. Music-like. like It's like, kind of like rock It's like, like Phantom rock of organ. the Opera. Yeah, it's, it's like rock shit. organ music. And there's a fire in the trash can Maybe in the bathroom. Maybe it's the Phantom of
0: the Opera. I never thought of
1: that. The twist.
0: The Phantom of the Opera is there, inside their mind. The Phantom no, of no, the no. Opera is here. I think we can sing it. I think we might get in trouble. Oh,
1: sorry. Um, <clears throat> the the Phantom of the Opera is here. No, the, please, no. no, okay, no. that's oh. worse. Okay,
0: <laughs> I'd rather get sued. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and anyway, that leads us to commercial. Da 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 da. Um, <laughs> so we come back from commercial, and I, unless you think I was kidding. The first thing we get coming back from commercial is organ music and a statue of Mary, which is the first not-that thing we've had since. Anyway. And we're into the Mother Superior's office, and we see, sitting on her desk... Sister
0: Solanus.
1: Yes, Sister Solanus, who who I actually quite like. And that's, again, because I'm an old man and a square. Yep. But unlike the other nuns who seemed completely... Like, she seems like she actually... Anyway, we'll get to that. But... Um, we see that she has the the VHS insatiable on her desk. <laughs> um and in walks well it's funny she has this like nun who clearly works the door for her. It's yeah, like her bouncer a door nun or something. Or um and in I walks mean, it's probably
0: like her assistant or whatever.
1: Right, in walks Jane, um, and who eyeballs the VHS and knows why she's there, um, to sit down. Um and she has this weird way of talking where she's like trying to be like you know, they're, they're trying to sense, they're, they're feeling each other out and she's talking through her teeth and it's very weird.
0: Yeah. And then, you thought there was an,
1: o- to the point that you thought there might've been an overdub there. but the way she
0: says, well, cause at first she's like, what, what, do I know anything about what? Like she's playing dumb, but.
1: About the arson, obviously.
0: No. about oh, the, the, the tape. The but, tape.
1: Well, and well, cause the, she asked her about the arson later, but she also, it turns out that <laughs> what well, she's, she's actually like, in trouble you know for. anything
0: about this? And she's like, no, mother's just, and she's like, I know it was you, basically. Yeah. Okay. She's like, it was just a joke, you know.
1: It turns out she's slow playing it, though, the nun. She she's, talks about how she's in trouble for an essay on Lord Byron. Lord Byron is rather famous for some slightly salacious poems. So I would love to read Jane's essay on Lord Byron, by the way. I, I, I do wonder what she had to say about Dear Lord Byron. There's no telling. So she mentions that she won't get to go to prom unless she gets her grades up. Um, Asks about the fires uh jane gets up to leave and that's when so like literally jane thinks she's like oh i got away with it and she walks away and that's when the nun says oh and i will be holding on to this referring to the vhs tape for your parents to come pick it up so brutal uh of course,
0: i just wrote down i was like i bet you will hold on to that tape mother superior <laughs> the way she said it she's like i will hold on to this piece of like piece of filth, filth or, or something yeah. and i was like okay that's, yeah. it's not real what you mean yeah she meant but it just sounded funny
1: um so that's that's the end of that scene so we cut to the back of penhall's bowling shirt what does it say it's where did uh, he get
0: this bowling shirt anyway the suave
1: bowler, suave. suave
0: well it's suave bowlers but the way he he's reads like, it he's suave like bowlers. suave bowlers <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he's gotten himself a bowling shirt since i guess he figures that's now how you get the ladies and so they ask uh how, Penhall, or not Penhall, uh Hanson. How it went, and he went. It's the worst night of my life. <laughs> so, so the double meaning of the episode also, title. But um,
0: Hanson is holding an orange in this scene, and it's really distracting to me because Johnny Depp is just like throwing an orange right. back and forth, and just like playing with the orange. Well, I,
1: and, well, and I actually what I, I I wrote that down because he's he's got the gun holsters, which as we pointed out are extremely sexy on a man for whatever reason, and he's flipping that orange back and forth in this sort of insouciant way that that plays very Johnny Depp. And like this is the first time, really, I feel like Hanson—not Johnny Depp, but actually Hanson—is sexy. Like he <laughs> actually looks like attractive. Right. Like, and it's just because he's got that like kind of devil may care like yeah. attitude, which is what makes Johnny Depp sexy. Is like yeah. the fact that he doesn't DGAF. I mean, that's that's right. why he's sexy. Like if his like super earnest whatever is not. Some people can make that sexy, but that's not Depp's thing. No. Anyway, so that's they point out that the the night ended with them in an IHOP at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> 3 a.m. in the morning. As all says. Alone. Yes, and alone. So he's very upset, and he's having to go solo. I, I also point out, by the way, uh, Aoki's here, too, with an earring that I thought was actually kind of classy. I like to point out when the earrings are not ridiculous in this show. <laughs> um,
0: he he gives good earring. Yeah. <laughs>
1: A phrase that I'm not sure has ever been <laughs> said before, on maybe on a he podcast. or something. though. I, I think
0: that when looks good with an earring. I wonder if he still has one. I follow him on Instagram, too. I, I don't know if his ears still pierced.
1: We find out about the fire at the school, and that it had to be extinguished by the janitor. Um, and so, is this where, I guess this is where um, Jenko suggests they go to the prom, right? Yeah, and so yeah. they're
0: talking about the prom, and uh, I think... Aoki says that he didn't get to go to his yeah. prom. And they asked Doug if he went to prom. And Doug says he went to his first prom when he was 11. 11. Who is taking 11. an 11-year-old, even if it's an 11-year-old, Doug Penhall, who's taking an 11-year-old to prom? That is so sketchy. Yeah. Either that or he's just talking out of his ass.
1: <laughs> so this, the scene ends with, uh, with Penhall... Because of course they're discussing, you know, the, the fires and everything, which says we could be clicks a well, lighter. Oh, sorry, go
0: pyromaniacs. ahead. Pyromaniacs.
1: And he like arches his eyebrow in this great way. It's such a great end of the scene. And then this is where we uh are like, Well, where's Jenko at? And he's like Oh, he's in with the uh, the head doctor in, in the office, by which he means a psychologist. So so we have the psychologist who is they got the the this actor who is just Absolutely trying to channel Sigmund Freud. Like just like stroking <laughs> so. his stroking his chin and, and talking about how women don't set fires, you know, and it's unless they're, they're wanting attention, you know, and and, and it, it,
0: that there's not a lot of history of it. Yeah. And um
1: blah, blah, blah. And they, they set fires because of uh, you know, anxiety about menstruation and you know these very like Freudian weirdnesses. And I love that
0: as someone who studied psychology, I was like, this guy, what is but he this knows guy?
1: But, well, and Janko is with you. My favorite is that they, they obviously knew what they had with Frederick Forrest because they the director just decided, or editor, whoever it was, decided to just stick with Frederick Forrest's reaction. And he just keeps giving great face this whole scene of just like, who is this this dude? And so Judy, in an actual piece of psychological subtlety, says, I think this person wants to be caught. You know that they're they they are setting these fires to get attention because they're they're there's something going on with them and they want to be caught and they want to be have have attention and so Judy is very worried that prom is going to well, be because
0: he says oh there was a thing with like I think it was servant girls or whatever where they oh, would yeah. set fire and it was the. The to play the like victim or whatever, yeah. and they would do it during something special, or they would make it a big production, and then that's when Julia says, "What about a prom?" So she's worried that prom is gonna be like the big right. thing for this arson.
1: <laughs> and so then we cut to a, a hand is reaching for a lighter. At, we're at the prom committee room.
0: You can tell, and, cause you can see the banners in the right, background.
1: Right, and so she lights the lighter, and it's you can see that it's it's Patty, the head of the prom committee. And you're like, oh. Oh, no, it's Patty. But then she lifts the lighter up. And, oh, she's just lighting a cigarette. It's yep. okay. Um, Which, hilarious,
0: how hilarious is that? Like, I'm just going to smoke a cigarette at school in the gym. Oh, the 80s oh the different 80s time.
1: Well, they had, I think in the, I don't know, by the late 80s, probably not. They had, used to have smoking areas I know, my, when my
0: parents were in school in yeah. the 70s, they did. I
1: don't think by the late 80s, that was pretty much going out. But all the Surgeon General, General's warnings were starting to show up. And it makes but. me
0: think that that, arse, that fire that she set in her parents' garage was probably just from smoking. Yeah.
1: And, and so there's a pretty cool match cut here by the way just a little film nerd thing We're from her cigarette to a cigarette of a woman at a club so we've now are at a club and Penhall is still trying to work his magic um,
0: with discount Pat Benatar Yes
1: no this woman looks I wouldn't say exactly like Pat she's no, definitely Pat looks a lot,
0: is m- much, much more attractive
1: but <laughs> discount Pat Benatar is about right <laughs> And so he's he's trying all his moves my favorite <laughs> line from that is um, He's Talking about, you know, you're, you're gonna say get lost or something, and she's like, oh, I didn't say that. And he's like, Well, I took figurative license with the poetry of the moment. <laughs> she's like, Oh, Penn he's
0: Hall. like, We're gonna look back on this and laugh, or something. And then
1: she's like, Get lost. He's like, Good, now I won't have to misquote you. <laughs> um, uh, just a champion bullshitter, Penhall. Oh, tell- uh,
0: she's like, Get to the end of your rap, and then he's telling the story about like the merchant marines. He's like, Well, after
1: bullshit. I gave up on the you know, on um, being a doctor, I joined the merchant marines, and <laughs> so he's it's just Penhall being it's just a chance for. Peter used to play. Um, And so we cut to the sidewalk um, outside the club, obviously, and Penhall is still, and now they're arm in arm, so whatever he said seems to have worked. You know, he's basically like, well, I got, you know, my motorcycle over here. He's like, well, I don't want to get in a car. And and what's funny is right before this scene takes a a very quick left turn, I was thinking, oh, good job. Way to stay sexy and not get murdered, lady, because she wasn't going to go home with Penhall, who she just met. But as it turns out, There's a man hiding in the alleyway, and he pops out and jumps on Penhall, and then she. Does she look like an.
0: No, he asks her, what took you so long? Yeah. Well, does she have the knife, or
1: does he have the knife? Anyway, so clearly she was basically the honey trap so that he could steal Penhall's wallet um, and finds out that he's a cop on top of it because she finds his badge and steals his wallet and poor Penhall.
0: do they know that he's a cop? I don't. Or maybe not. I thought,
1: I think they mentioned something about that. Anyway, point is they steal his wallet, and Penhall is is quite miffed, and not only has he struck out again, but now he's lost his wallet. <laughs> Poor Penhall, the worst night of his life continues into a second night. The
0: worst night of your life, eh?
1: <laughs> so we cut back to the headmistress's office at the Catholic school, and this great shot of the the window slowly being um, unlocked. You know, it has one of those like winding locks that's unwinding, and we see a, a, a sort of shadowy figure stepping in and starting to look through some papers and then a they lighter lighted lights match. up or lighted match that's right
0: or maybe it was a lighter i don't remember it was a lighter i think
1: yeah, i think it was um, a lighter but either way there's there's flames looking, like
0: clearly try towards the paper but tr- clearly trying to read the paper
1: right and the door bursts open and there's a there's a cop there clearly from Jenko, and the light flashlight shines on jane's face um jane is caught red-handed in the in the office and that's
0: with a lighter with
1: a lighter so put two and two together commercial break so we, we come out of the commercial um and hansen is flipping through the mugshots to try to find penhall's date um, <laughs> they
0: keep being like did you find your bride yet penhall and stuff <laughs> uh,
1: so the whole gang's there <laughs> and they finally he's like oh that's the one and he like
0: rips the picture out of the whatever this book is of all the like mugshots, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like how Jenko just sort of got just offhandedly says, Hey, nice teeth, <laughs> which I just find funny. Anyway. <laughs> and of course, Ioki's still just enjoying this way too much. Says, Maybe you should have told her you were a bowler. <laughs> um, that's just sort of the, the, the side plot. The, um, Judy's earrings, by the way, in the scene are, are on point. I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, beautiful, great, yes. great earrings. Um, I, I will stop talking about how beautiful Judy is at some point, but it will not be today. Not today. Um, so, Janko mentions that the we're, we're now back to the the Catholic schoolgirl plot. That the guy on her, his guy on the inside, is the one who caught Kenny and um, Jane Kenny, uh, and that the prom has now been canceled because obviously, you know, there's there. there's dangerous stuff afoot and. Although they caught Jane, so I'm not sure why they canceled prom, but that's another issue entirely. So Judy is very upset about this, because, as we'll find out about why Judy's so connected to prom, but she knows that it's going to be disappointing to everybody. You know, and she's very surprised also that Jane was the perp, and she's like, well, he just, she just didn't seem like the type. And, um, right. Meanwhile, Hanson's over there giving Penhall the what-for about his, uh, he's like, well, it's just a... It's just a what is it a, a cold streak or I don't know what he what he calls it or a slump that's what it is a slump. just a slump and uh, anyway there's, the, there's sort of these two things are happening in parallel at the same time so anyway the, the the most important bit of plot that happens in this scene is that Judy wants to go talk to Jane in jail mm-hmm. and and Janko's like well that's gonna blow your cover and and he's
0: she's like she's like, like well if she's in jail now anyway I mean like if,
1: they, if we've caught the, the person, right person then that's then that's it so we cut to the Scooby van and it makes
0: me so happy.
1: This I think weirdly is maybe my favorite scene so far that we've watched in it's these so episodes. Good. So far. Just the
0: two. This is why I love the two of them together. This is why I ship them. Yeah. So it's it's Judy. Judy and, and, Jank, and, and
1: Janko are, are just. And
0: she's wearing Judy. that beautiful flare jacket oh, that she wore in the first episode that I loved so much. Spangled
1: all. He's got these adorable over.
0: glasses on. I guess he needs his glasses to drive.
1: Yeah. Um, and so they're just discussing, you know, proms and remembering their proms, but I just, and they both
0: had terrible proms.
1: Oh, they both had terrible proms. We'll we'll get into that quickly in just a second. But I just wanted to to sort of wax poetic about the very rarely do TV shows let a, a, a thing like this breathe anymore. Like you always have to pack, pack, pack everything in there. And it's it's just a nice... I could have watched an hour of just the two of them shooting the breeze. Like, Yes. Clearly, the t- I think what happened here is these two actors clearly liked each other and worked well together. So I don't know that so much the characters are in love as the... And I don't think the actors were in love either, obviously. Big age difference. But it's just that there was the a lovely, in love. comfortable thing. The characters okay. are in love. Okay. How-
0: there, no i agree I, I mean i i don't want to agree the age
1: difference is a little bit creepy for that ship but okay
0: <sighs> i don't care they're so
1: beautiful. <laughs> all right anyway so uh yeah so oh, there's... Uh,
0: i just heard that he talked about how like he his prom date he had to take her home or like judy got thrown up on or something oh, yeah, she, well, she was,
1: uh, yeah she was she was yeah she was and his
0: he had to take her home early so he spent the rest of the night. Watching. In his pink and black tuxedo, which I would give anything to see, <laughs> yeah. watching "Rebel Without a Cause" and "Naked Alibi." That was that was which sounds good like a good night to me. You know, I went to a prom once, and we went to prom. I don't remember what time we left prom. It was not. This was a nice prom. This wasn't my prom. I this was when I had graduated, but I went back to a friend's prom. The punch was spiked. Because it was a terrible punch, and then someone came back later and was like, this punch is delicious. And I was like, that punch was terrible. What are you talking about? And then I went and tasted the punch, and I was like, this punch will be spiked. <laughs> I'm getting some more. And then we went to my friend's house and watched Tommy. Yeah. The the Who's... Tommy. That sounds like fun. And, then had, and then ate breakfast.
1: I mean, you know, it I feel good. like those are much more fun like, than... You know, I had
0: more fun not necessarily at the prom.
1: Yeah, that's usually what happens with prom. So uh, we, we kind of skipped Judy's. Yeah, her her date had a, a plaid jacket, two-tone pants, and a lavender cummerbund. Cumberbund. No, I don't know how to say that word. a lot word. of... And apparently it's like threw up in the back of her... Like she had to like take him home because he was throwing up. And it was just... Yeah, it was... That, so they were talking about how we wish you could redo your prom, you know, when you're older. Um... Which, Which is a part can. of the reason Judy, yeah, exactly. So handy that they're in this particular line of work. So we cut to the county jail, and it literally says "county jail," although it looks like a building from some third world bombed out like country to me. But um, <laughs> I didn't
0: really pay attention to the building.
1: I just it, it just struck me when That's I saw weird. it. So Judy, of course, is now revealing to is Jane. That like-
0: restaurant yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's kind of funny they just kind of seems like the prop department just gave up i think they didn't have enough of a budget
0: it, they they wasted it on car chases
1: apparently and
0: flare jackets
1: <laughs> yes it <laughs> all went to wardrobe um so As it should have. Judy reveals she's a cop to,
0: to Jane, and
1: me? and and Jane's basically like, "Oh, great, you know, you're a cop, and you know, her parents won't even pay her bail, and so she's just in a foul mood." And Judy's basically laying down the law with her, and like, you know, it's not okay. You could have hurt somebody, burning down the school. Um, and Jane's like, "I didn't do it. I was just, I didn't, I can't, you know, didn't bring a flashlight with me. I'm just, I was just wanted to, you know, look at my record. Basically, is what was going on. Well, and she or, wanted to
0: get the tape back. She wanted
1: to steal the, yeah, right, wanted because to steal the back. <laughs>
0: She was talking about how her parents would flip out, and how her dad still takes her to see Bambi. Which I was like, "Did they show Bambi regularly in the movie theaters?" I don't yeah. know. That was a weird line. She's like,
1: "Weird that yeah, her parents would be weirded out that she even knew what porn was." Um, Judy, meanwhile, looking like Michael Jackson over there, trying not in her attitude, but just her outfit, um, trying to be a cop. It's it's still a little. I, I can't kind of buy her as a cop, but sometimes I'll it's a it. little bit of a little bit of a stretch. I buy it. But. Um,
0: she's got that street in her. She, she's, I think I'd buy her as a cop.
1: All right. Um,
0: I, I buy her as a cop better than Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the, the plot point in this scene is, is that Judy says, all right, I'll keep investigating as long as you don't blow my cover. You know, let me stay as a cop. So we're back to the prom committee and, and, uh, Judy's back with the prom committee and Patty is pissed i
0: put Ooh, she big mad
1: yeah because they went with the worst night of your life theme
0: she's like i did not okay that
1: so they're like well what theme do you want and margie's like well i margie is the is the big girl and she's she's like well i have a theme and they're like oh it's stupid they're like no and judy's trying like no it's fine and she says young love never dies and they're all like that's well un-stupid. the one girl makes
0: fun of her and she this girl was working trying to get her Emmy I think right. because she goes off on this rant she's like that sounds like those romance novels you very always buy Margie plot, and she does this whole thing like oh da 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 get me off of my plantation to run away with you da 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 right yeah it it, it's this funny. whole
1: very I mean, like, clearly this girl has read some romance novels also so. Judy
0: has this like pink star Scarf uh, that I noticed. I just noticed it right off. I guess because they're wearing the uniforms it's like obvious and I was like that's probably not regulation to the school.
1: <laughs> yeah. So and Patty hates Jane clearly and is like well that was this is something like Jane would say and the other girl oh, Tracy's the name of the girl who was being mean about the romance novels and so Tracy's being a dick to Margie about you know oh have you got a date yet um, and this whole yeah. thing about like and so Margie of course runs off Crying because of course she doesn't have a date, and so mean girling it up there. So Judy goes to com- to comfort Margie in the bathroom, and, and this you is know, when she straight, straight up
0: says that she's fat. Yeah, because like Judy goes, well, I don't have a date either, and she's like, well, you don't need one. You're, you're beautiful, beautiful yeah. and all this stuff, and I'm like, I hate it. It this is so hard for me to watch because. They absolutely make fun of her and it's not nice. Although one of the things they were making fun of her for was the like romance novel thing, which I feel like if if I liked romance novels and somebody was giving me shit about it, I'd be like, "Okay, like that's not a big deal. That doesn't have anything to do with like her looks or whatever. I guess it's partly part of her personality, but it's hard when you're in that place because yeah. I think she just has no confidence and no self-esteem, so anything they say to her just bothers her but i no one else ever actually calls her fat yeah like they make fun of her for not having a date
1: i think they're making fun of her for being awkward more than for being fat right which like. is not
0: okay either Yeah, i'm just it's such a weird it's well and also i think it's weird anyway because i'm like these catholic school girls don't even go to school with a boy aside from like your physical appearance it would probably be hard to find a boy. Like, I'm yeah. surprised any of them have dates because they don't go to school with boys.
1: Yeah, it's that, that does weird me out. I'm not sure how that even happens, but...
0: Like, I would think that... I don't know this for sure because I didn't go to a Catholic school, but, like, in other films and things, it's usually, like, there's the girls' school and there's the boys' school that's also, like, a Catholic school, and they kind of do things together. But it's like they're just having to, out of thin air, come up with dates. Yeah. Really? I mean, because yeah. they're like, you have a date yet? And it's like, well, aside from the fact that she doesn't have any confidence, doesn't think she's pretty, you know, has she says somewhere in here that, like, I have only had two dates ever and one was with my cousin, which is sad. Yeah. But, like, also, I want to, I, I, as a, you know, older person now, I want to go back in yeah. time to young people and be like... I mean, it's okay. It's not like you have prom. a lot of guys to choose from either. And also just like be okay with who you are. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, that's a hard thing in high school for everybody, I feel like. I mean, I wish I could go back to well, myself, too. Well, and also too. there's
0: more going on, obviously, Okay. We'll get there.
1: Uh, right before the commercial break, we see someone setting the uh, worst <laughs> night of your light sign on fire. Banner. More rock organ music commercial. Um, and we come back from commercial to Jump Street. <laughs> I don't know what this means. My note says Penhall, classy felon. I don't know.
0: He's talking about that girl. He's like, <laughs> oh
1: she was a classy felon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he says something like, you got to be careful with this lady, and yeah. she's a classy felon. And, then, else, and so they're still so making fun of him. Still He's still trying about... to find her. Basically. Yeah.
1: And he talks about his defenses were down because he was in his slump, and that's why he got you know made fun of, and the the polyester wallets at the at the bowling alley, <laughs> and um, so. I I, so I I got distracted. The reason I didn't have a lot of notes is because Judy shows up with a midriff shirt on, and so I. She's
0: so cute. I wrote down that she has this like bow in her hair. She's got this big giant bow. Like her hair yeah. is, I think, it's pulled back. I think it might be braided in the back with a bow at the very bottom. It's very yeah. cute. So this like giant bow. That's.
1: I mean, I don't know that that scene is just kind of keeping yeah. the B plot going. So the important thing is when we cut back to the school and. Uh, Jenko shows up in the headmistress's office. You can tell Jenko and probably Frederick Forrest as well must have gone to Catholic school because he's got that like sort of Catholic schoolboy getting called to the headmistress's nuns' office look on his face this whole time. It's really kind of funny. Um, and so the mother superior does not want to cancel the prom. Yeah, because
0: he's suggesting that she does that.
1: Basically. Basically the mother superior what I wrote down is the mayor from Jaws here. She's concerned <laughs> cuz she's basically like we're a private school, we have to compete, you know, in the marketplace and it would look really bad. The only thing we basically we make our girls lives miserable and the only thing we give them, say them that. is prom. She that she's like
0: this is one of the few things that they look forward to and yeah. it's like
1: well, um, okay. <laughs> and Jaco's basically bro- Brody here, basically saying like, yeah, and if, you know, every, it, if you, it burns it's down, that won't like, look good yeah. in your
0: brochures either, lady.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but then she kind of does this badass thing where she's like, well, I believe that's your job. Like she basically yeah. says your squ- squad of whatever you call them. Yeah. She's basically like, you're the cops. You're going to keep
1: us safe. Yeah. Jaco's squad <laughs> is going to keep the prom safe. And he's like, uh, "All right, I guess we'll uh, we'll get our asbestos tuxes." (laughs) You know, um, and and so you know he he's obviously tried to convince her not to do prom. It didn't work. So we cut to the prom committee unrolling a new sign. I don't think we actually see what's on the sign. Well, no,
0: Judy picks up Jane from downtown.
1: That's what it is. Yeah, and and then well, no, we see them unrolling the sign, but we don't see what's on it because it's kind of like setting up that there's a new theme, but we don't know what it is yet. So Judy does get Jane from downtown. Yes. Um to the tune of a discount Pat Benatar. I find it. Yeah. It sounds like Pat Benatar singing, so the, the Pat Benatar theme continues. Um what's <laughs> funny is so there's a traffic cop trying to like uh put a ticket on Judy's car and, and she's, she's like, like, get out of here with like, that. I love that like they have those like nothing like Vice and traffic cops are like Psh, you're not real cops. Um, this is funny <laughs> to me. And then we we cut to I can't read my
0: Well, this is like a montage kind of thing oh that's right pouring so we gasoline cut to the school yeah. and someone's pouring gasoline into like a bathtub like,
1: or a sink i guess it's
0: like the sink in the back of like the cafeteria yeah. or something at the school and then they have all these paper hearts that they're soaking in the gasoline and then we cut to like ioki yeah. <laughs> looking like freaking dracula he's
1: true so they, obviously they're getting ready for prom and yeah he's putting on this but he looks exactly like it's dracula. this
0: black and red thing with a cape and he even does this like cape swoosh it's actually in the credit sequence and so it shows all of them kind of prepping for prom. We have Hanson, like, with his Walkman. Walkman and his
1: mom jeans.
0: <laughs> yes. And I was like, I wonder what Johnny Depp is listening to, because it's not what Tom Hanson would yeah, be listening, listening to. Yeah, Tom Hanson's listening to probably what? And this know? is when she's like, the the person has gloves on, is dipping the hearts in the gasoline.
1: And Jane is, is wearing some sort of this terrible... Adorable, oh, see, I thought it was cute.
0: Pink, it was a pink dress. It was a lot of dress. I thought it, I wrote that it was cute. I mean, it's um, I guess for the 80s. And then it was we cute. see that Margie gets a phone call and she's like, "Yeah, okay. What?" And here's my thing. I'm like, here's part of the problem. They style Margie like she's a 45-year-old. Like yeah. they make her just I know that that's the idea, but I really feel I don't know. I remember being in high school and being a bigger girl. It's hard, but like... Oh, and we did... Um, they don't do her any favors. We see
1: the banner here, too, during this montage, and it says, Young Love Never Dies. So that's what they finally ended up sticking with Um, in this montage. It's, we get a shot of that. Yeah. Um, cause I,
0: and, and we get the look of, like, the the girl who was arguing with... What's the name of the girl who's the head of the prom committee? Uh, Patty. Uh, about that with Patty she like gives Patty a look like I chose this anyway even yeah. though we thought it was dumb um, and
1: Oh sorry anyway so the phone call ends with uh, Margie asking well what's he like cut to
0: and uh, and Judy says cute in a way <laughs> excuse ex, just so you know she's she's basically telling Margie that Pinhol is is her date what?
1: Well, because we we find this out through a great cut because she's like, what does he like?
0: In a way, cuts
1: to Penhall.
0: He's okay, sorry.
1: looking like a greaser or something. Cuts to he's
0: Penhall gonna... with <laughs> eyeliner, looking beautiful in a leather jacket.
1: My wife has a thing for eyeliner. Just I, th- I blame Good Charlotte.
0: I, I blame Peter Deloise in the eighties when they used to put makeup on them. Also, Johnny Depp.
1: I don't know where the this line came in, but I. He does have an, is the Pope Catholic? Like, well, no,
0: because he's, what he's doing is he's looking for this lady who stole his wallet. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he comes up to this girl and he asks her, have you seen this woman? He's like, she's like, why? What do you, you know, whatever. And he's like, because I'm a cop, shows her his badge. Her whole demeanor changes. She's oh, yeah, like, yeah, are you really a cop? And he's like, it's the Pope Catholic. And then she's like, he has had no game this entire episode. And now all of a sudden she's like... Are you really a cop? Tell me more about being yeah. a cop. Like, and he's like and really he's, just trying to get information. Like, no, yeah. Have you seen this girl? Like, and yeah. I wrote it me because <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh my gosh, are you? she's like it's totally like, interested. Is him. it a
1: prom for cops? Um, and
0: then he goes, where have you been the past <laughs> few
1: months?
0: And a guy shows up and goes, like he's
1: like with, with me, me. Yeah. and he's like the most preppy looking guy. But this ever. is my
0: favorite part: is that then pinhole's like. I'll just take this. So he takes their bill to go pay it so that he doesn't so get into a row with this guy.
1: He's such a He's good... He's
0: like, I'll just take this.
1: Phys- physical comedian. He's um, so
0: good at everything.
1: So we're back at 21 Jump Street and the lineup of the boys in their prom attire. I so yeah. let So let's, let's discuss. We have... Snaps. Aoki looking like Dracula.
0: He really does. Um...
1: And then Penhall in kind of just like Penhall a really frilly has a
0: frilly ruffly shirt, yeah, and a gold cummerbund and it's um, something t- bow tie, and I think it's like the the suit is like white. Mm. I I mean it's a terrible suit, but he still looks somehow <laughs> goddamn gorgeous in it.
1: And then Johnny Depp <laughs> looking like uh, he's ready to start in The Importance of Being Earnest. He's, he's got like laying.
0: A, he's laying in The Importance of Being Earnest. He's
1: got basically a cravat. It's
0: a cravat. I was trying to remember what that tails. was And tails. It
1: has tails. He it's,
0: actually looks really cute, but I mean, he does look like he's in The Importance of Being Earnest.
1: And, uh, of course, you know, Judy being a woman is taking her time. And I love well, the, and
0: But what Jinx says is we got Judith a S- Japanese Elvis Presley. Oh, that's right. A pimp. And the butler. <laughs>
1: That's, that's I could have just he said that and you would have been ready. Judith, Judith Esther,
0: get down here before I staple that dress on you or something like that. Which is. Which I don't want to kink shame, but that sounds dangerous. That sounds awful.
1: And Judith Esther, by the way, great name. Um,
0: I don't even know if that's her real name or if he just said and that. And
1: there's just jenkoisms galore in this scene. He calls, I think, uh, Penhall it's Iceberg like Slim at one well, point. yeah, because
0: yeah. Who, who, by the way, is a famous pimp? That's why he called him Iceberg Slim.
1: Ah, see, I don't know my famous pimps. I apologize. No, we
0: Googled it while we oh, were watching okay.
1: it. Because he called him that. a pimp
0: and then later he's like, Iceberg Slim here.
1: So anyway, so we set up the dates.
0: He does say don't let Elvis drive, which I don't remember if we've talked about this before, but there's this like running joke because in that in the pilot episode, Aoki does that crazy car chase of Aoki being a bad driver, which I feel is really not okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is a little bit or a lot racist. Um so anyway uh, And Judy
0: had a bow in her hair again with her dress. Oh and, and her yeah, the dress is this dress is, is like, cute. It's silvery, but it's kind of got that thing where it almost looks rainbowy. I don't know, it's it's cute. It's very eighties, but it's very cute.
1: Um so the the, the dates are going to be H T is with Judy, Hansen's gonna be with Jane. Um, probably just to keep an eye on her. And Penhall's going to be the, with the girl with the good personality. Which... A.K.A. Margie. Again,
0: even that annoys me. That I'm like, yeah. why do you have to talk about this teenage girl like that? Yeah. Like, we get it. She doesn't have confidence in herself. She's not the prettiest girl in the world or whatever. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. I also... I I mean, I, I'm sure Peter Deloise didn't have a say in how we talked about her or anything. But as someone who was bigger boned who you know has family member like his father is like who was he did i mean (laughs) peter delouise did slim fast around this time he did a slim fast commercial like obviously had trouble with his weight it it was it just read fat
1: shaming is not okay and
0: i mean he doesn't they don't again no one ever actually calls her fat except for herself and she is and maybe it's just that they're like yeah she's frumpy but also i'm like she doesn't have a great personality well, like i'm not her problem
1: is her personality yeah i mean um, she's yeah anyway so anyway so Jenko right before they leave also says to judy save the last dance for me darling so that is the one place where i will say <laughs> save the last dance for him. that 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 the shipping kind of works there so we cut to the prom with white people trying to dance Sort of poorly. Um, And Hanson is busy over there with Judy. Now, I actually kind of appreciate this. He's very awkward with her, which is how you should be when you're an adult.
0: You mean Jane.
1: With Jane, yes. Or did I say Judy? Judy. I'm sorry, I meant Jane. With Jane. um, And he's awkward and wallflowering. This is me at prom absolutely um because of course he's probably you know
0: i also wonder because at this point jane knows that they're cops or at least knows that judy's a cop so i assume she knows the rest of them are also cops
1: so that's why they're Um, and maybe
0: it's one of the few times that hansen would feel awkward dancing with a teenage girl i don't know and and pinhall's dancing with judy and then there's this kid who tries to obviously spike the punch. Oh, yeah. And pinhole stops him. That kid looked 12. Like, literally looked 12. Oh, yeah. I'm like... He
1: did not look like a high school. I was like,
0: is this another like younger Penhall brother or going something. to prom at, when he's 11
1: And Penhall, by the way, is dancing with Judy right now, I guess just because his date hasn't showed up yet. Yeah. Um, and is one of them has a scarf. I just put out, like, scarf, yeesh, or oh, something.
0: Pinhol for some reason, puts one around while he's dancing. Uh, he's just being and ridiculous.
1: And this is, song is terrible, of course, because 80s. But then Prom, Tom
0: songs. starts talking to Jane and asks her if she likes bowling.
1: <laughs> it me. It me. Um, this is this is my game right here.
0: You want to dance? And he's like, no, nah, not really. It's fine. I just kind of want to hang out. Let's talk about bowling. Asks her if she likes bowling. She's like, I don't know. I just went for the first time a little while ago. But um, I got a 243. I don't know if that's good or not.
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, 300 is the highest score you can get. So, yeah, 243 is like, good. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jane's a bowler. Um, so And then Aoki and Judy are dancing. And that's where I, see, I felt like this dance, they looked well, like they were kind to of set like them up. kind of like
0: looking as, at her in the basin. Yeah, She's anyway. like, do you see anything interesting? He's like, yeah, you. But then she kind of smiles and they hug. It feels more like a friendship-y type thing, but I don't know.
1: So, um, Maggie, or Margie, Margie sorry, Mar- Margie, um, shows up kind of looking like a ghost bride. That's so why I it's, wrote, ghost bride. Yeah, it's uh, Absolutely looks like a ghost bride. She's even like holding like a like bouquet. A she's got bouquet. this huge bouquet
0: of flowers and she's got this like blue dress on with like the big um, puffy sleeves and she kind of like walks in slowly. And it's almost like the
1: record scratch. Everything stops. Everyone stares at her and Penhall's like, oh, that's my date, I guess. Well, and he goes up well, and tries to talk to her. Of course,
0: first Doug like does the right thing. He he's, goes, trying he's trying to be like, nice, yeah. Hi, Doug Penhall, I'm your date. And she does this weird it's a pleasure to meet you like curtsy thing and he's like okay yeah uh do you want to dance and then she flips him out and says don't touch me and smacks him across the face and i was like "Uh, rude
1: and goes full carry all of a sudden she
0: starts running towards the front and i think this is when everybody realizes oh shit margie is Is the arsonist arsonist. and doug's like get up get away from her get away from her and of course
1: everyone goes crazy she
0: well she runs up to where the banner is and where all the hearts are which we remember earlier had been um soaked in gasoline and like takes her lighter up there and starts the fire it like blows back uh like kind of grabs her and again everybody freaks out and starts just running to the yeah i'm like does no one do a fire drill does no one yeah. understand that you could like trample each other and die? Like, yeah, just yes. It well, and it was quickly. a huge like
1: gasoline fire. But so yes. I
0: get it. But it's I was like, oh, this is. Well, oh, this is where those yellow terrible.
1: fire trucks show up too.
0: Yeah, this is why I'm wondering yeah. if they were trying to make it look more. Am- I don't know.
1: So, oh, by the way, do you think this the carry reference? Is just in my brain? Or do you think they were trying to sort of reference... Because Carrie is at prom, too, when she gets the blood poured on her. Yeah, and but... The fire starts and all that. I mean, none of that. it
0: looked like Carrie. Nothing yeah. really... Aside from the fact that they were at a dance, nothing was the same. And that there's a fire.
1: I don't know. It just kind of felt like Carrie. Well, me, there's but, not
0: a fire until she starts throwing everything... It like, gets really mad. Well, and also, here's another thing. Like, now that we've revealed that Margie is the arsonist, this is where I kind of have a hard time with this whole episode... I'm like, are we suggesting that she was bullied into this? Because clearly to me, arson is one of those things psychologically. It's not something that bullied people necessarily. will. It's not like that's not the thing that causes you to be an arsonist. That clearly she has some other stuff going on. So it's strange to me because up until now, we've just kind of felt bad for her. She's like kind of bullied, but I don't... I don't even feel like she was that bullied and again maybe you know in something that we didn't see maybe from the time she was a kid they call her fatso or something i don't know and she didn't have self-esteem but she was very meek but obviously like she's got probably some mental illness going on if she's going around setting fires and she and she has this whole romantic idea of things i'm not sure what they're trying to say about
1: her so think about that episode the um with the the janitor who ends up being the the perpetrator yeah and he's like kind of reads autistic i feel like there's a weird sort of thing where the perpetrators end up being kind of reading as almost mentally ill well and and also
0: i mean at the time mental illness wasn't as well researched and talked about and there's still a stigma to it because really individuals with mental illness are actually more likely to be victims of crime then commit crimes themselves now a lot of like heinous crimes the people also may have mental illness right. but those are like extreme instances like when you think about serial killers that's kind of an extreme instance most people with mental illness don't do those kind of things and i'm right. no, i'm trying to figure out what what margie's deal is because it's like was she trying to become like this great victim like yeah when she set that fire was she just gonna burn all of them up 'Cause like yeah. she went straight for it, gasoline and everything, and she I mean, if Pinhole hadn't like pulled her away, would she have just stood there and let it all burn? Like I'm not sure she was so meek and so
1: I sometimes wonder this show seems like it like the mystery is the point, kind of almost like Agatha Christie. Like, yeah, like murders happen in Agatha Christie, but it's not really important that somebody got murdered, which is weird. Well, it's that there's a mystery. Maybe,
0: maybe this is part of it. So we can we'll continue on with the plot because there's just a tiny bit
1: left. Yeah, sorry. There's one only one more scene left. I promise we're almost done. <laughs> so there's a commercial, and then so we have the the sort of final sort of wrap up of the B plot, bowling and Hanson saying another
0: and he's battle! bowling in his suit with his tails, which is great. Yeah,
1: it's it's even nerdier than. And so Penhall is still going on about how well, bowling is terrible. Pin,
0: well, no. I mean, well, I guess, yeah, a yeah. little bit. So Penhall and Judy and Aoki and Jane are all sitting there. And, you know, Judy says something like, I feel sorry for people like that. And, of yeah. course, Doug's like, bowlers, I know. Yeah. And she's like, no, Margie. Yeah. And it's like, they're like, yeah, it is sad. Like, they have kind of feel sorry for her. So I I guess they're getting this thing of, like, she had no self-esteem and people bullied her and it made her feel like she had to act out in this certain way like I kind of feel sorry for her too but then at the same time there's a certain point where you have to be responsible I mean she is also a teenager her brain's not fully developed whatever but you are responsible for your actions well yeah but, so, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. And also, I wrote that it looked like I um, Jane was sitting oh, on Aoki's yeah. lap. It was the weirdest thing, because for the first part of that scene, I was like, is Jane sitting on Aoki's lap? That's weird. That's, that's weird. It was but just the way she, it was shot. she was sitting on one of the, like, bowling chairs, and yeah. it just, she was, like, he was, like, behind her in a different chair, so I don't know. It just looked that way. And so he
1: sends, so Penhall sends... I think you have to get something. I don't remember what it was. But he ends up macking on Pat Benatar, our Pat Benatar clone. Yes. Um, right. And and so...
0: And they come around the corner. Well, of I, well
1: first of all, uh, we're talking about the casual racism of the time. Uh, Penhall is like, where'd he go? Tokyo? Because they're
0: getting... He told him to pick up some beers. That's, that's what, what it was, was. That's
1: what it was. And uh, so
0: when he goes to pick up the beers, he finds this really attractive lady, which is... This is the weird part to me, is he obviously didn't recognize her, even though we spent two full scenes of him, like, with the picture of her trying to find... So, I don't know. But Aoki is, like, walking around with her... Like, her arm is around him or something. Yeah. And Doug goes to find Aoki, and
1: then... (laughs) And then he pulls a gun, because he's like, hey, freeze! And so, Aoki and uh Pat Benatar turn and it's a freeze frame and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, so
0: they clearly catch. I up. mean, I don't
1: know. Did Aoki know who she was and was just doing that to kid? No, his because he roll?
0: clearly no. No,
1: okay. I wasn't. Because she's a others. criminal.
0: Aoki's not gonna persist. Yeah, I guess like, not. Like he might have. If he had recognized her, I feel like he would have like arrested her. Right. Not been like, oh, look right. at that lady. Like I wasn't
1: by this point because in the episode, he looks shocked
0: what? when Doug is like, you know, ready to take her, take her in. Obviously. But, and that's the end of the episode. right?
1: So what's, uh, so let's wrap it up with what's your favorite 80s thing about this episode? I like
0: all of the prom outfits. Oh, they
1: were glorious, weren't they? They were
0: very 80s and very great. I really like, I actually liked, um, Jane's pink thing. It kind of reminded me of, like, the pretty in pink dress. Not that that's my favorite one. Actually, actually, I hate what she does to that dress yeah, in that oof. movie. But it was the 80s. What are you yeah. going to do? But it was cute. It was, like, kind of... Pink. It was cute for the '80s. Loved Judy's dress.
1: Yeah, it, it was like really nice. Water
0: effect to it, and she had the bow in her hair. All the guys looked. I mean, ridiculous. they looked cute. It was ridiculous, Ridic- but like, I mean, I feel like but prom outfits Hansen's are ridiculous. outfit though was like a base, you know, a basic tux that you might still wear. I don't know about the cravat part, but like, yeah. they, they looked nice. I think his hair
1: was even parted in a weird way. Anyway um i love of course judy's jacket too was that, oh, yes. well, that, that that whole scene both of their looks in that scene were great The scene in the scene that was obviously my favorite i actually have to say like this so i've been basically watching this show semi-ironically the way we do watch shows but i kind of i actually kind of feel like that the the show's getting its feet and it's figuring out what kind of show it is yep. at this point um so i kind of uh, there were some moments where i was actually getting into it in a in a non-ironic... And
0: something that this show did that we've already seen a little bit of and we'll continue to see, despite some of its, like, 80s problematic choices, really, it brought up a lot of issues that people didn't talk about at the time. Like, yeah. it was pretty gritty and and had an interesting point of view. And it also... The com- the comedic elements are just great on this show. Oh, the
1: bowling stuff was all quite quite funny. <laughs> yes, a bit much at times. But In quite my funny.
0: mind, um, Hanson and Pinhall retired and opened their own bowling alley. <laughs> I hope so. I that's that
1: cannon. That's cannon. That's cannon. Head cannon. All right. Well, we've I think kept enough kept you for enough of your time. Um, so. Next one will be episode seven, so we look forward to seeing you then or hearing you from hearing from us then. Don't forget to uh, to like and subscribe and and comment about anything you would like to hear us talk about or anything you liked, disliked, any corrections. uh, Yeah, we'd love to talk with
0: you guys. Yeah, so
1: love to make it an interactive thing. So love to hear from you.
0: Okie dokie. Well, (laughs) make sure that if you are trying to start a family, you check your cervical mucus.
1: Or, you know, use birth control. Anyway, moving on.
0: Not if you're trying to start a family.
1: That's true. Don't use birth control if you're trying to start a family. That would not work. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) With that that PSA out of the way.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, bye, everybody. You're going to learn something when we meet you on the pod.